check it out. It's Witch Police Radio. It's episode number 93 uh, with a return guest who actually hasn't been on the show in a really long time. This is uh, our good friend Country Steve. Yeah, and he's uh, in the midst of recording right now, so he's got a new album coming out in a little while to look forward to. Yeah, and you'll actually hear a song, uh, a live performance of one of the new songs off the record uh, on the show. Our randomly generated theme word is noose. And to check out any of the other episodes with also randomly generated theme words, go to www.witchpolice.com. Yeah, if you go there, you find links to all of our Facebook and Twitter and all the other social media and other ways you can get in touch with us. Uh, but one of the big ways you can get in touch with us is listening to 101.5 UMFM on Monday nights at 11 p.m. Central Time or uh, listening to that streaming on umfm.com. All right, enjoy the show. Radio, where yeah. the cheese stands alone and the X's mean nothing. That might mean something. For now, it will remain a mystery. I'm your regular host, John. I'm your regular host, Sam, and we're here with uh, a returning guest, someone who hasn't been on the show in a really long time, since uh, probably early 2013. Uh, this is Country Steve, also previously known hey. as Mass Steve. Uh, you may, may have heard him on the show, and on Witch Police, under that name before. Yeah, and if uh, you know our regular listeners are getting confused, we're not only having guests that are named Steve from here on out. Right, because the previous episode you would have heard last week uh, had two Steves. So. But a coincidence. Yeah. So, uh, Country Steve, who is, uh, you know, a good friend of the show and um, someone who plays some good country music, you are in the middle of recording uh, a new album. Yeah, we just uh, started recording an album uh, with Greg Arcade. He's uh, currently producing that. He's doing some of the mixing right now. So, did all my parts finally. We finished that up on Friday, and it looks like it's going to be a good little album about, uh, you know, Manitoba and my own experiences and... Nice little Manitoba anthems and some good drinking tunes and it's cool. fun times there. Is it original stuff? Do you dip into some covers? Uh, it's all originals, so it's it's looking right now like it's going to turn out to be about 11 songs. Nice. Uh, I like that amount. It's a good amount. It's a good it's amount. Good amount. Yeah. It was originally going to be nine, and we were going to call it Nine's Fine, but then <laughs> actually Greg went back and he was listening to some of the old Witch Police recordings and stuff. Yeah, yeah. He was like, I want to do these songs too now. Oh, yeah. Cool. <laughs> those are good so, songs, yeah, for sure. Can well, I suggest a... Uh, a new working title. Uh, Eleven is higher than nine. Eleven is higher than nine. That's pretty good. No one's going to get it. Oh, eleven's more than nine. Yes, eleven's more than nine. Yeah. Yeah, dummy. Dot dot dummy. Yeah. Uh, no, I think that uh, like people who have heard your stuff have probably only heard. Well, I'm sure they've only heard what's on Witch Police, which is essentially just like a, de- a shitty demo we made without really much knowledge on how to use recording equipment and some live stuff and some live stuff. Yeah. And like this is you've been playing music. Like, you know... For going on, like, 15 years. Exactly, now. right. So, you're, this is your first legitimate <laughs> this is album. The, this is the first legitimate uh, full-length album. And, yeah, uh, with actual good, high-quality production. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. Uh, That's exciting. Yeah, it's it's really exciting. Um, and it's coming out on Greg's Golden Oak? It's coming out on the Golden Oak. Uh, so, yeah, it'll be available on the web store for digital download and also nice. in physical form. So What kind of physical form are you releasing? Uh, we're going to release it on CD, so... That should be interesting. Hopefully, maybe some bonus materials on there or something cool. too. And we'll bring back the hidden track. The hidden track. The hidden sure. track. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Big long ninety-nine blank tracks. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, so does this mean you're going to be playing more shows? Because I mean, you've you've kind of played shows sporadically. That's uh, over the that's years. the plan. Yeah, is to be booking a whole lot more in the next over the next year and nice. be playing out a whole bunch uh, with a band or just the solo with a band. Um, I mean, it's it looks like I'm going to be using. Uh, 
they're currently named the Beards. Okay. Which uh, so I'm I mean, they all have beards. Yeah, they all have beards. So uh, it's really, really good, really, really uh, tight musicians. So I'm really cool. looking forward to working with them and uh, playing out with them quite a bit. So how that cool. like do you, did you work them before? Or they through no, Greg. It was or? actually a through Greg setup. So. Um, so, In case anyone's wondering, Greg we're talking about is Greg Arcade. Yeah, Greg who was on the show pretty recently. And he's, yeah, he's kind of, uh, as he mentioned on the show, he tries to do what he can to, like, help work with other local artists and produce their stuff and put it out. So, I mean, you've worked with Greg, like, in various capacities over a long time. Well, yeah, so. going way back to, like, the days of space alien reggae exactly, and gross yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, just in general. He's he's one of my oldest friends from the music scenes, and so it's, it's really nice to be working with somebody who... Uh, I've gotten to know musically for so long, and I think he's he's feeling the same way too. So it's it's a it's a good fit. Yeah. So what's okay? So Country Steve is the new name, but what Mass Steve? I think for most people, it just made no sense. Yeah, exactly. What is it? What what's the deal with Mass? Now, now that it's dead, what is what does Mass Steve mean? <laughs> Mass Steve actually means uh, it, it's Indonesian. Mass is Indonesian for big brother. Okay. Uh, and it's when I was living overseas, that's just everybody called me Mass Steve, and it just it was something that stuck and. It just never went away. <laughs> cool. Uh, when's the when's the album coming out? Uh, it's looking right now like late October, early November. I'm thinking. It just depends when we get everything mixed and can book a release party. Cool. <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. So, yeah. that's to look forward to. Yeah. 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 Um, so as we are want to do on Which Please Radio, we're going to listen to some music. Yeah. Based upon a randomly generated theme word. And as Steve mentioned before we started recording here, he always ends up getting like these really morbid kind of downer themes. Uh, your first one was uh, traumatic, traumatic, <laughs> and this week the random theme word is noose. So it's really not much better at all. Yeah, um, no, because, it could uh, have been the same show. <laughs> it really could, it really could have been. There was some pretty dark stuff. At, at, at least noose works really well with like old country themes and Which things like that. Which kind of so makes sense. Say, I mean, yeah. it is a randomly generated theme word, but every once in a while the themes will kind of fit, you know, with the sound that the artist does or whatever. But the guests. But uh, if you guys don't mind, I'd like to play something to start it off. Um, I'm going to play a song uh, by the Reverend Organ Drum, which is like a, a group that the Reverend Horton Heat did uh, with a keyboard player and a drummer. And it was apparently at the time he wanted to do something different. He was really becoming obsessed with like the Hammond organ sound and especially listening to like a lot of Booker T and the MGs and stuff. And there's a lot of covers of like old kind of organ-driven soul songs on here and stuff. And uh, one of them, which is my favorite song on the record, is uh, a cover of the theme song from the movie Hang'em High. Mm-hmm. And so if that, of course, fits the news theme. And it's, uh, like, do you guys know that theme? Mm, and no. I think it's one of those things where you hear it, you'd be like, oh, that's what that's from. Because mm-hmm. it's one of those, like, really, really well-known lead kind of organ-driven. And it's been covered by everybody. I mean, uh, Booker T and the MGs did a version of it, which this is obviously mm. inspired by. Uh, Jackie Mitu did it. Like, you know, uh, the meters have done it. Like, pretty much anyone who has a heavy organ sound has, has gone with it. And, um... This is my favorite version of it, actually, because it kind of a lot of the other versions are really kind of choppy, the way everything's played. But this kind of just flows really smoothly. So it's an awesome, it's instrumental, awesome song, uh, really good Western theme, and it fits the news.
we back. Yeah, it was uh, so that was the Reverend Organ Drum and this Hang 'em High uh, theme song. And uh, like I said, that's um, the Reverend Horton Heat, aka uh, Jim Heath, playing guitar, and a guy called uh, Tim Alexander um, from the group Asleep at the Wheel playing organ. And uh, the other guy's name is Todd Sosby, something like that. Drums. So cool. cool. I like. It's kind of a different for a trio, right? I mean, you've got a lot of like bass drums and piano as a trio maybe like more jazz kind of thing or like you know bass drums guitar obviously is a pretty standard uh, but organ guitar and drums is kind of cool mm-hmm. and uh, yeah obviously the theme songs like it's an incredible theme song a lot of those westerns like from that kind of period have uh like this movie's from 68 and a lot of those songs from that period have like my favorite some of my favorite movie themes like i mean especially clint eastwood movies too seem to always have killer themes so yeah those old uh speedy western type things and yeah, I mean this all this this movie obviously fits the theme of the uh, of oh, yeah. the the news theme because it's about a guy who survives a lynching, like Clint Eastwood is like he, he mm-hmm. he's innocent and they try to hang him but he survives it and the you know typical Western big journey of redemption and shit and then you know cool getting his uh, yeah yeah I love the Western themes yeah, I they're awesome. I uh, don't think I've seen quite enough Western movies you've probably Sam you've seen a bunch I've seen a lot yeah Steve are you as uh, well informed. Been... Uh, not as many of the old Western movies. I've been watching a lot of, like, recently more. Like, uh, especially AMC's Hell on Wheels. I've been watching, I heard that was like, a good show. Crazy. I haven't seen it. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's been keeping me entertained anyways. So. Hmm. Yeah, the old Westerns. railroad in the West. And Western's always just, it's just always a good, I don't know, it's a cool setting. I don't, I don't know what it is about it. Like, it seems like you can just fit any story and transplant it to a Western and it works. Like yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, like the old theories about like Star Wars and a Western theme. Well, Star Wars is a space western. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And a lot of the westerns are like old Japanese movies and stuff that they've just switched format. Like, I mean, the the first uh, movie in the Dollars trilogy is a Japanese movie, hmm. and they just switched like their warring clans, like the warring posses, or you know what I mean? Like they just change the setting. Uh, the Magnificent Seven is Seven Samurai. Like they just and it's yeah. like a, I don't know. Westerns seem to be like this genre that you can just put anything into and it'll work. Like you could take Star Wars oh. and bring it back to a western instead of the other way around. Oh, well, that's what I was thinking. Like, set you know, it in, the, in, the, in 1889 or something and it would totally fit. You know, Luke like, Grange Walker. And exactly. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be perfect. So. And then the, the music's always awesome, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I do think that the, 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 the other thing with Asian movies and then, like, kung fu movies and stuff and then westerns, though, is that both of them, like, they kind of um, have this, like, really excessive amount of movies that were made. So there's a lot of crap to wade through. There's yeah. definitely a lot. Yeah, yeah. Because there's actually some channels on YouTube where all it is is kung fu movies and all it is is spaghetti westerns, like all public domain old ones. And some of them are just terrible. In both, you know, but some of them are amazing. Uh, like, but that, that also has its own merit too. Of like, course, watching yeah. those terrible, terrible movies so. are totally worth it sometimes. But you usually, when someone like Clint Eastwood or like Lee Van Cleef or someone's involved, it's, it's going to be a good. Yeah, I mean that's kind of a sign of, for the most part. Yeah. Well, maybe there should be a uh, a witch police, aka Sam Thompson, recommended top ten. Yeah. Of western and kung, and kung fu, fu movies. Yeah, movies. for sure, that'd be awesome. Yeah. I would start checking those out. I should, yeah. uh, I should just do it anyway. Like yeah. my own my own podcast about. Uh, <laughs> be afraid that we'd watched half of them together already. <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah, probably. So yeah, anyway, so it fits the theme clearly, and I, like, I, I'm not really huge into the Reverend Horton Heat, not because I don't like it, just because I've never really been exposed to much of it. I actually found the CD. Um, you remember when there used to be a uh, CD Plus, formerly known as Musiplex in Madison Square? Oh, okay. It was there for years, and yeah. they. And I, I remember seeing this here. It just in the store, and it was it was like a new album. It wasn't used or anything. I was just like, this looks cool. I'm gonna hmm. just buy it. I don't do that very often, but I bought it on the women. I love it. It's awesome. Like very Booker T and MGs. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, uh, our guest is uh, Country Steve. Country Steve, yeah. Not to be 
confused with Mastive, or possibly confused. I guess it could be confused with. Could be confused with Mastive. Um, Do you still, are you still working in a rural school setting? No, no. I was was wondering, okay. I was wondering (laughs) if they know about your country alias. My country alias, no. um. And if cowboy hats are allowed in the classroom. (laughs) Well, you know, I, I had this thing where I was pretty sure... Pretty sure that one of the other principals wore a cowboy hat to school every day. Oh, really? He just he, he denied it, and I did find excuses to dress up as cowboys, <laughs> costume days and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, part of the reason I just I wasn't kicking out was I just didn't have time because I was yeah, working work, way yeah. way too much. Yeah. So I mean that that definitely ate up a lot of time, and uh, I've got time again, and I can focus back on music. So that's cool. It's kind of nice. One thing I was wondering, like I haven't heard, obviously, I haven't heard your album. Um, Greg Arcade did send me like a uh, in progress uh, version of one of the songs, and it had very much like to me sounds like a very like Nashville seventies kind of vibe to it. And um, so I'm, I'm just wondering what kind of I mean I know how much you listen to country music. It's very very heavy amount of country music, you know. And that's increased. <laughs> I've known you for what like ten years probably. Yeah, probably. And it's like increased steadily. <laughs> but what are you particularly into right now? That's kind of inspiring. What you're particularly doing? what I what I've been listening to a lot of like. Uh, if I had to nail down a band, I would definitely say that Spirit Family Reunion has been uh, really, really big on the on my playlist lately. Um, it's got almost like the only way I can describe it is like gravelly, dirty gospel that isn't gospel. <laughs> um, so it's it's got that kind of feeling, a lot of harmonies, but it's also gritty old twangy country music that sounds like it's out of Texas with washboards and mm. fiddles and everything. So that's I've been listening to that a lot. Is that kind of what you're going for with your own stuff, or is it? Uh, I mean, not really. I mean, the record definitely takes on elements from a lot of different styles of country music as it comes out. There's a lot of old railroad style beat songs, so I mean, you can hear that on uh, Tennessee Whiskey and some of the yeah, other yeah. ones. Um, there's others that are a little smoother, and uh, you know, some that uh, one of them that were currently talking about whether or not it's even going to make the album is almost a, a country rock type thing. Okay. It, it kind of moves all over the place. There's some old drinking song type style too. Uh, just some old hillbilly type music as well. So it's <laughs> cool. kind of shifts. There's something for everybody in there, I think. So. Well, on, on your like your demo before, the, the Nowhere Manitoba demo, and on your live stuff too, like when I've seen you play live, you often had like a, kind of a humor element to a lot of the songs. Is that still... Uh, there's definitely, I mean, I think if you're going to play country music, you need some element of novelty yeah, to yeah, sit yeah, in there. Yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those things that uh, if if you're going to play country music, it's it, you can't be too serious with it either. I mean, I think most of the most of the musicians that I really enjoy have at least one or two songs that are just there for yeah, you know, fun. So I mean, like you look at Cor Blund, who I listen to a lot of. Yeah, he's yeah. got his his cow songs and his just having fun with those. And uh, I tried to make sure that we still had some of those as well. So, I mean, uh, uh, there, there's definitely some fun tunes on there that uh, are going to be enjoyable and, uh, you know, uh, maybe even a little humorous. Um, <laughs> nothing to the extent of, like, Piece of the Pie. Yeah, well, but... <laughs> that's, that's, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that song's not going to end up on this album. No, but, Piece of the Pie did not but, make the album. But, like, but. I mean, for anyone who hasn't heard that song, like, it's... That one, and also In My Dreams, which I, I really liked, actually, it was a good song. Mm. Um, 
they had very much like you know pop okay here's culture. the country thing but then it's yeah Steve's into nerdy pop culture stuff mm -hmm. and like that was uh, kind of come you know you're talking about zombies and, and whatnot and like yeah I, I mean I don't think this in the album there's a whole lot of pop culture references there's probably a few that I didn't even notice slip yeah, yeah. in there but there's definitely a lot more um, there's a lot more Manitoba references really like. Uh, which the old stuff was full of, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, uh, Nowhere Manitoba was, you know, uh, yeah. a, definitely a Manitoba homage. But, I mean, one of the songs on the album is The Outskirts of Winnipeg. And, you know, we're talking about all the small towns that are all around yeah. the area and yeah. things like that. So you get a lot of references to things like that. And, uh, I mean, a lot of the songs, like I say, there really are a lot of anthems to Manitoba, pretty much. And just to the prairies in general. So I think that's kind of maybe the new pop culture on this album. <laughs> Manitoba cool. music. Cool. Nice. Um, do you have a song you want to throw to um, as it may or may not pertain to the noose theme? Um, you mean one for the playlist or one to play? Uh, no, just to listen to. Yeah. We'll maybe we'll, 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 okay. we'll play a song later. Yeah, no, we'll play later. Um, so, yeah, I, I've got uh, an old folk tune. This one's done by the Deep Dark Woods, this version of it. Uh, hang Me, Oh Hang Me. Uh, it's an old folk tune and it's been covered over and over and over and over and over again i was having a hard time figuring out which version to do because mm. there's so many of them uh it was recently on the movie inside lewin davis uh not the version i'm playing today i haven't seen that movie yet uh it's okay, good i, I, it was good, yeah. I enjoyed it um but this song's featured pretty heavily in there the traditional um another more recent version with crooked still did a song called new railroad Okay. On one of their first albums as well, and it takes the chorus and puts it in there. Uh, the Deep Dark Woods one, too, is that's the one I'm playing today, so that's also fairly new. Um, it seems that whoever covers it, they always do it differently. They always change the verses around. And oh, okay. It's, so well, it's, that's cool. Yeah, it's really neat. Um, so whoever you're going to listen to doing it, it's always like, oh, it's a completely different song with the same chorus. Yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> a lot of the older songs that... that people do that with they're just like well yeah you see that like i mean uh cocaine blues is also little sadie so if you look at right. little sadie and you can listen to versions of that and then you can listen to johnny cash it's also transfusion blues. blues yeah um which is the same song which is weird yeah exactly so i mean you get all these changes in the same tune and that's that's pretty common in folk music and country music in yeah. general cool well, let's check out hang me oh hang me I'll be dead and gone I wouldn't mind your hanging balls up Waiting round here too long Waiting round here too long My papa was a gambler He taught me how to play He said, son, don't you go begging When you hold the ace and trade When you hold
all came to the gallows to see the death of me, to see the death of me. They put a rope around my neck and drew me way up high. I could hear the crowd saying, it won't be long till he dies, it won't be long till he dies. I'll be dead and gone I wouldn't mind your hand Lord, I've been waiting around here too long I've been waiting around here too long Police Radio back in the hizzies. That was Deep Dark Woods. Hang me, oh hang me. Yeah, it was good. It was uh, much too more cheerful than I was expecting. It, it was way more cheerful than any other Deep Dark Woods song I know. <laughs> Which I don't was really know surprising. too much about that band, actually. I mean, I've heard the name for sure. And, uh, I mean, I think, I think they're from Saskatchewan or something oh, really? like that. Yeah. So, it's like I mean, almost semi-local. Semi-local, I guess. Um, they're usually a really relaxed band, kind of. Damn. Oh. Like the video for that one too. They're dancing around in like long drums and seems kind of appropriate. For, yeah, <laughs> yeah um, but you know, it's. Uh, I thought it was a little more upbeat for the theme than uh, could have been. Could have been. <laughs> yeah, sure. Oh yeah, you could have gone very very dark. Yeah. this one. So. Well, I mean, even with that song in particular, like we were talking during the song a bit, some of those some of the versions of that song are just very slow and drudging and. Yeah, kind of get I can, in there. I can, I can see that. Yeah. No, and I wanted to have at least one upbeat song and get in there for that. <laughs> On the so. news theme, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Was no. Um, I like the uh, the 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 seal. Like, the, do you have any of that stuff on the pedal steel or like lap steel or anything we got going on here? No, we don't have a lap steel. It's uh, you got some slide. Guitar going on, right? Um, I'm not. We haven't even really decided on the final takes on the leads yet. Okay. But um, I'd like to. But it's. A matter of what's really going to fit the theme and what we're going to be able to replicate when we're out there later, too. Right, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's, yeah. There's just really a shortage of pedal steel players yeah. running around yeah, Winnipeg. I've often thought, like, if you had one of those, you could definitely, like, get work. You know? yeah, like, like, being a harp player. I would think if, yeah, you knew, sure, yeah, yeah. I think if you knew how to play the pedal steel Probably, well, yeah, that yeah. you would 
you'd never really never have to work because there's like there is definitely a weird thing like a a country kind of vibe going on around here like people have always as long as like i've known like listen to music by local artists is always like people are doing country i don't know what it is it's like the prairie thing and somehow fits with the i think it's a times change feel really has yeah yeah done a lot for for country music in manitoba um, that's apparently something that's they want to replicate really badly over on the West Coast. Like oh, yeah? People in Vancouver are talking about the times changed feel and <laughs> trying to replicate. It that. does seem like it's really strong here. Even in like I think we talked about this when we had Sheldon Burney on. Like even a lot of punk stuff is kind of like got a. I mean, his band cheering for the bad guys kind of like mm-hmm. you know punk influence and country influence. And well, yeah, and you're you're seeing that like. A lot of the fat record stuff and stuff right now too. Uh, oh yeah, there's a lot fat of records, or is it, I can't remember what punk. Well, there's a lot of like psychobilly bands and stuff, and like yeah, country influence punk and rockabilly. Yeah, like and, old you know. man Markley and stuff like that. Or, oh right, that guy. Yeah, but that guy's like a folk artist, right? He's a little more. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, but I mean, it seems to be taking over in the punk scene as well. I mean, even well, Dave Zagarek was in on that Katie Pike and the Loose Boots. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. You know, so it's well, and I guess that's not really new either. I mean, even, even like Social Distortion was always doing. I mean, like mm-hmm. messed a bunch of country albums, which were good too. Like, it's well, like, yeah, and like I mean, uh, Violent Femmes did country death song. And right, like, right, there's, right. I mean, there's definitely, it's been around for a while that uh, they've been connected. It's just it seems there seems to be like almost a rising in country music's popularity again in Manitoba. Which, yeah, but it's like roots country, right? I mean, I, yeah, it's I, definitely roots country, and that's why I, I'm thinking it goes back to times changed almost maybe. in that type of feel um, because that's really like one of the, the more rootsy things in Manitoba. I mean, we also have the folk festival, so you get a lot of country and all yeah, country course, going yeah. through there. This year was particularly strong in that, yeah. so hmm. I mean, that, that might have something to do with it as well. Um, and I guess Country Fest probably, but I, I don't right. know. I I have never been out to it. <laughs> so well, according to our, our, your friend and ours, Greg Arcade, it's uh, it's pretty awesome. It's worth it's checking out. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He, he he enjoyed his time there. So yeah, he, maybe maybe this will be a springboard for you to get on that. Yeah, I, I, I definitely like to be involved in that next. I year. mean, is that like not not that show particularly, but like most of the shows you've played. I think you've said this before, not on the show, but you, like basically, when if someone you know is putting on a show, you kind of get your way, way into the bill that way. Yeah, and it's supposed to be in like punk shows and stuff. Yeah, which based is... on people you know who are putting on shows. Like, are you going to actually actively try and kind of get into the country roots, whatever community here in Winnipeg? Or? Yeah, that's that's the plan for this go around is to be billing a little more um, outside of the punk scene and uh, yeah. <laughs> more more into the root scene. Yeah. Um, and you know, I've I've already started developing some connections, so hopefully that should cool. pan out a little more. And cool. I'm thinking I'll probably be playing with uh, Greg a little more, and maybe the Reverend yeah. Rambler a little more. We've, right, because you're all on the same label. Now. We're on the same label, and there's definitely some similar influences flying in. Like sure. the Reverend Rambler, just uh, he was just recording some of the bands that I really like recently for some of his live uh, takes. I don't know when those get officially released. Yeah, but, Greg. But give me uh, a quick listen to some of that. Yeah, I know. Good. Like uh, he's definitely dabbling into some of that. Uh, alt country some yeah, of the roots gospel, country heavy stuff gospel heavy gospel yeah, vibe yeah. um and that's definitely stuff that i listen to as well and i know at least one of the bands for sure is one that i've been listening to pretty frequently as well so that that should be good we're i'm hoping that'll lead to some shows with us together too and it would probably be uh, another place to meet in. So, so do you think uh, Golden Oak is going to become like a, a local country, or is it supposed to be? I mean, I, I really we had Greg on the show. I didn't ask him about it. Mm-hmm. I think he was just kind of getting that the idea about that off the ground, like with the Reverend Rambler album. Now his stuff, but like, do you know anything about what the plans are for that label? Or um, I'm not sure what the next step is after this one for Golden Oak. Honestly, um, it's a good name. 
It's a good name for sure. Um, I mean, it's uh, there's definitely room for other people. I would I would assume that uh, Greg's going to build on that. But yeah. Ultimately, that's his decisions and not mine. I don't have any stake in yeah. <laughs> in the company itself. Yeah. But uh, cool. I don't yeah. know, it'd be something I'd like to see succeed and grow yeah. and develop new yeah. artists on there as well. So. Yeah, there's so much going on in the city that there is room for different outlets. There's always room for another so, mm-hmm. label. I think. Yeah, there's room for more podcasts. There's room for more bands, more radio shows. Like, yeah, this, like, Winnipeg is definitely like people voraciously like have an appetite for. Well, yeah, and there's there's so many musicians here and so many really strong musicians yeah, that awesome. come out of the city that. Uh, I think we're really, really lucky. I think you go to a lot of other places, um, and it's just not there. Like, I, I go to Edmonton a lot. I try and check out a show whenever I'm in Edmonton, and I, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I've seen some good shows in Edmonton when I have been there. It's just it, it doesn't seem to have that same scene feel as we have here. Um, it seems there's more closeness within our music community, yeah, yeah. and that there is a broader spectrum. Uh, of what we have for musicians and bands and very, very talented musicians and bands as well. well this was what I was kind of getting at earlier, just before we go into the song, which John's going to pick in a minute, um, I was kind of wondering, why do you think that, well, for you anyway, in Winnipeg, in Manitoba, on the prairies, what is it about country music that you relate to? Because it does seem like there's a disproportionately high number of country artists or country-influenced artists here then there might be in other parts of, like, maybe in Toronto or in B.C. or something like that. So what's the deal with the... I mean, I like it, too, but I don't, what, what, what do you think is the... I think there's a lot of reasons why country music appeals to different people. I mean, I think in a lot of ways, country music's folk music, so it's the stories of people that are around here. So if you listen to someone like Del Barber, who on his last album went totally went into a country direction on prairieography, um, you still get those stories of people from the prairies... Yeah. That you can really relate to, um, but uh, it, it's it's in that vein of music as well. So it's it's something there. It's it's a fun style of music as well. Um, I think when when I was younger, it was it was something that was difficult for me to say. Like I really really like country sure, music yeah, because yeah. you know you're you're in the city and you're uh, <laughs> um, and you're listening you to know, punk rock and it's not yeah, listening yeah, to yeah, punk yeah. rock. It's kind of a hard sell to a lot of your friends, yeah, but uh, it's it's sure. something that I definitely developed a taste for just in some sense because you know it is fun music. It's yeah. it's fun to play. There's always that element of novelty that's still in there. There's also an element of seriousness. No seriousness though too. Yeah. Um, so there's that in there. I just find, like, honestly, in Manitoba as well, like, country has a history of hurting music, and the, the prairies are definitely not the easiest place yeah, to yeah, live. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> it, it gets really cold, it gets really hot, it, uh, right. you know, we, we've got our own issues too, so that's there. Um, and just in general, too, that I, I had this debate with somebody when I was in Indonesia about country music and wide open spaces, and... Right country music excelling really in areas where there is that open space and that open field. It's hard to be more open space than it, here. Like just, yeah, exactly. There's there's so much room and so much space. I mean, I drive highways a lot. Yeah. So I'm I, I'm used to driving down a highway, and you know when I'm driving down a highway, I want to listen to country For music. Sure. I want to listen sure. to something that's got that kind of beat. Or, you know, if I'm stuck riding the lights alongside a train down the highway, it's nice to have that music that kind of syncs up with that train as well, too. Right. So I mean, you get you get that kind of feel throughout country music. I just think it really fits well with where we are. Fair enough. So, mm-hmm. uh, 
No, I think we're going to go to something that's not remotely related to country music. But No, I'm going to weird it up slightly. <laughs> yeah. Super. Um, on the uh, new theme, I'm going to play some David Lynch. Which is a really good connection, I feel like. <laughs> that, yeah. yeah, and um, he released his uh, album Crazy Clown Time. It's <laughs> <This is> an amazing <laughs> title. Yeah, um, it came out while I was living overseas, uh, I think 2011. Yeah. And I listened to it, you know, I saw, probably saw a link to it on the internet and when it first came out you could just listen to it online I'm sure yeah, you can now anyway but too, yeah. Um, yeah I listened to it and you know it's just it it sounds like something that you'd hear in one of his films you know heavy reverb guitars yeah. kind of haunting vocals um, and I haven't listened to it since then uh, so I we were just previewing a couple tracks and this one sounds it's different than most I mean it's kind of more electronic almost yeah sounding um, I've literally never heard anything on this album other than the title Crazy Clown Time, which was nuts. So I'm really looking forward to, <laughs> <laughs> really looking forward to hearing this one. Yeah, so this one, uh, well, we'll see. We'll all find out together. It's called Strange <laughs> and Unproductive Thinking. Nice.
say, however, and that thought alone is one which troubles many of us here who have for so long held the light up on the words which brought meaning to us concerning the amount of effort it takes to ignite a certain process leading one to the knowledge of the truth behind the all-pervading essence which is unending without an actual beginning. And in those words, of course, is the key to beginning the long journey toward understanding which, as we have learned, is something for which each human being cries out, cupping his hands over the mouth. Sometimes in the evenings, a feeling of the type which haunts young children in the forest will come in on a dark wind, and all the light will fade, leaving a low sound penetrating the eyes which follow the dark shapes running for safe nests just out of reach of small white teeth and noses filled with dirt going up over the mountains covered with tall trees and green needles and red bark with pitch oozing out into the air which dries it on the surface causing it to become crusty which allows for the protection of all that lies within the crust for it will now remain liquid and hold itself remaining in a state closer to that of the pure essence which will remind us of the home which will remind us of the red cookie jar and the smiles dancing around it in the golden winter afternoons while the pipe puffs out clouds of smoke from the mouth of the father with an axe to cut wood growing on the tall mountains. In order to assure that the fundamental qualities inherent in the solutions to modern philosophical questions are accurate, the first and foremost consideration lies in the field of abstractions associated with the laws of nature and with them the interaction of the primary forces of life itself which have now been proven beyond a shadow of a doubt to have their basis in the field of the absolute or the vacuum state bringing to mind the fact that there has been a reversal of sorts of the age-old phrase you can't get something from nothing as we have seen this kind of thinking which has been going on since the beginning of time is just a smokescreen necessary to block almost all truthful inquiries for centuries following and it is with this also in our minds that we see that the initial thinking on a subject is critical to all which follows and can be an excellent partner to the dark and evil forces which would have us living forever in darkness and confusion, refusing even to acknowledge that we even existed, or that there was such a thing as a bad tooth or a toothache. Bringing our discussion to the realm of practical considerations, it is interesting to note the possibilities of dental hygiene and the remarkable idea of a world free of tooth decay and all other problems associated with the teeth, tongue, or oral cavity which would, in fact, become a prime motivator for a certain disappearance of fears associated with pain connected with dental applications, and even the idea that plaque could appear upon the surface of the teeth and the negative occurrence which follows such as the hideous odors emitted from the oral cavity and the discolorations and the result of prefrication of the once beautiful mental images and the possibility of the breaking of relationships based upon the idea of negative distortion of the mouth for teeth while not necessarily considered one of the primary building blocks of happiness can in fact become a small sore festering and transferring negative energies to the once quiet and peaceful mind giving it over to strange and unproductive thinking strange and unproductive thinking
unproductive thinking. Strange and unproductive thinking. Unproductive thinking. Unproductive thinking. Unproductive thinking. Holy shit. The best song I've ever heard in my life. So that was some David. Yeah. (laughs) Strange and unproductive thinking. (laughs) I really feel like I need to check out his album because, I mean, like, I, I. I really haven't heard much of it. Yeah, um, that I, was great. From what I recall, like I, I think that's the only song where he's got the the vocoder yeah. going. But yeah, it's, I'm there, a sucker it's for, like, there's some, some cool, effects, but... yeah, there's some cool spooky, yeah. you know, atmospheres that he he creates for sure. I really got a like a trans like feel from that. You know, like sounds like a lot of that crazy Neil Young '80s like yeah synth heavy stuff is cool. Yeah, and what an interesting guy. I don't think he's had a movie out since um, what was it? Uh, the Empire one. I can't even think of uh, what was the last movie. Yeah, something Empire. Have I seen it? Um, I don't know. I've seen it, but I've like pretty much all of his. I've seen a lot of his films a lot yeah. of times, but they're almost all on my to rewatch list. Yeah, I can't even think how many. Yeah. I, I think there's a lot of his movies I haven't even seen. I mean, I know I've definitely seen some of them, but I've definitely missed some. I've yeah, definitely sure. watched some as well, but mm. I, he's got. A, yeah. I mean. Definitely a recognizable mm-hmm. style for sure from what I have seen. Mm-hmm. Stuff like and I know that. a little yeah. while ago, I'm not sure, I don't know the details, but he had a, a thing on the web going like a pay... Inland Empire you're talking Inland about. Inland Empire. Oh, yeah. there we go. He had a pay per, not pay per view, but like he had a website that you actually had to subscribe to where I think he was releasing you know, maybe short, short little movies. films or oh, clips cool. and stuff like that. Um, yeah, really interesting guy. Um, very cool that he, you know, he... Always had, you know, he has very distinctive films. He always yeah. has very distinctive music. Yeah, 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 yeah. In his films that create these eerie and strange well, that definitely, scenes. Yeah, I really mo- mainly associate him with Dune. Oh, see, and that, I've never even because I, I haven't seen that one, and he's not. That's not one of his. No, you know, but I, uh, best I'm, regarded. I'm obsessed with that book. Like I've read it probably twenty times. <laughs> okay. Like I, I watched. Yeah. I recently watched the miniseries that was made in two thousand about it too. Like I, I could, well, I could. Dune is the best. It's the best. Have you gotten yourself a copy of Good Night Dune yet? I've seen it in the store <laughs> and I want to get it. Yeah, yeah. I was when I saw that, yeah. Hmm. but uh, yeah. Anyway, that was well, weird. and like, well, another like he did Twin Peaks. Yeah, just for sure. just I such haven't a even crazy. Seen Twin Peaks yet. No, it wasn't until a couple years ago that I watched. I've been it, I've been wanting to see it for years. Like, I mean, I, I keep hearing all these great things about it, reading all these great things about it, and it's on Netflix. I just haven't got around to yeah, seeing it. Yeah, it's fan. I'm intending to. I really, I really, I feel bad that I haven't seen it because uh, it seems like something I would like. You know, like. Yeah. I'm assuming it is based on everything I've read and heard about it, but and like he he drinks, I, I probably still does like obscene amounts of coffee. Of course he does, and, and just coffee and cigarettes like all day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he came out with his own coffee. Oh, that's that pretty good. Yeah. That's a thing. Yeah. Um, I like to have my own coffee. Country Steve's. Country Steve's special breakfast blend or something. Yeah. I've talked to Kicking Horse about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Would fit with the Western theme. Yeah. Um, anyway. Mug of Steve in the morning. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Country Steve and the Western theme, well, it's not even the Western, a news theme today, sorry, but I mean the country theme. Um, yeah. uh, you have a song that you're going to play for us. Yeah. Uh, Which is pr- probably the least country song on the album, but. Um, <laughs> what's, what's, what's the song? What's the deal with the song? You're gonna do? Uh, the deal with the song is that it's the one that actually is. Pretty much nothing but acoustic guitar and myself on the album, anyways. Okay. So, so which is kind of how you played a lot of your shows. Which is how I used to play a lot of my all shows. All yeah. shows, I think. Well, all my shows, yeah. Um, for the last decade or so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, yeah. So it's, uh, I mean, there's there's gonna be a little bit of drums and stuff on it too, but it's probably the most acoustic one. The, the song's "Who I Am." Um, 
that's the name of the song, not that I <laughs> yeah, am yeah. the song. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not a song. Um, but anyways, uh, so it's, uh, yeah, it's something I wrote a while ago. It, it kind of leans more towards the folk side, but it, cool. it was one that, uh, it was up on the chopping block and Greg and I were just kind of listening to it and we were like, no, we got to do this song. So people can hear it on the record. <laughs> so, it yeah, it, it's going to be on the record when it comes out. Awesome. So Cool. So this is, uh, Country Steve in studio at Witch Police Radio. studio it's a good song so that's that's people can look forward to hearing that on the new record mm-hmm. Excellent. Uh, yeah so um yeah so i mean obviously that one didn't fit the news theme uh because you know because you didn't write songs no. just to come on which just to come the well no i did last time but uh tonight you have another uh recorded song by another artist that you wanted to play uh that does go with the theme yeah uh what, what, what did you want to uh, I, I wanted to play johnny cash song nice. um is this uh, the one that we were talking about before uh, this is, I hung my head. Okay. So, I mean, uh, you go back, like, there's a long history of, like, murder ballads and songs. Of course, uh, yeah. like, I think going back even into medieval times, because uh, there was no newspaper, a lot of people didn't really know how to read, so minstrels would tell these 
songs or poems about these horrific murders that happened yeah. and it later turned into you know broad, uh, broadsheet ballads and things like that had a lot of them and country music and folk music adapted this quite heavily as well so I mean you see this a lot in Johnny Cash's music especially like you get into uh, well I have a whole uh, collection of murder songs by him that came out yeah <laughs> murder <laughs> songs by Johnny Cash the three you know? love one was one difficult love one was called God one called murder and you I mean this is just like a a small amount of the murder songs he recorded over the years too, right? I mean, hmm. yeah. So I mean, um, I mean, I, I I went back into listening to, to a whole bunch of old murder ballads because I know like common themes in murder ballads are you know if they're gonna kill a woman off the at the end, then they usually burn her, and if they're gonna kill a guy off, they hang him. Yeah, so um, yeah. so you know a lot of murder ballads come back to this remorseful nature and like oh they're hanging the guy. Um, this one was a, a little different. It does still have that wonderful hanging theme at the end. Yeah. Um, but it, whereas most murder ballads, if, if you're going to sing it from the perspective of the murderer, it's kind of an aggressive start of like, yeah, I went out and I killed him or her. Yeah, yeah. Whereas this one is like more of a, it, it was an accident. And it's interesting because I, yeah. I also feel like a lot of uh, murder... Um, not maybe, maybe not murder ballads, but like songs where country songs, especially country folk songs, where someone is on the gallows, it's often like it's often an innocent guy, mm-hmm. and then that kind of thing, they always being like you know he can't. I mean, the good example is the Long Black Veil, which I was thinking yeah. of playing tonight too, and yeah. I think I know you were as well. We have mm-hmm. like a you know. A, I thought about that. I, I was also thinking about doing a Woody Guthrie song too, which was "Don't Kill My uh, Don't Kill My Baby and My Son." Okay. Which is about uh, you know a, a black family who got lynched for killing a sheriff. Uh, well, um, yeah, and, and like the of... entire family got Jeez. lynched, and it's, it's it's it. I guess it was Woody Guthrie's take on the thing. Like... No, his dad was involved in the lynching oh, somehow. Wow. So I, hmm. I really wanted That's to play heavy, that song, yeah. but I couldn't find a Woody Guthrie version of it I, I all i could find were other people's versions and well i mean there's a lot of yeah. really, really <laughs> heavy song i mean like we've been talking about like yeah. people being hung as in like the uh, you know kind of western movie sort of style where it's like an outlaw or whatever mm-hmm. but there's obviously a whole other there's a whole other subsection about, like, as well by too, black yeah. artists like they're a lot a lot heavier a lot more like horrific than you know, yeah i mean well, like, uh, it's i was gonna play that like, one because woody guthrie still has that ability to take something that's absolutely horrific and yeah. make it sound super happy still um yeah but uh, yeah, I mean, you could definitely step into some darker. Well, I mean, like strange fruit. Strange is like, fruit is yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. one I I thought about. Yeah, so did I. Yeah. And I I thought against in the end. Yeah. Um, but anyway, you're but anyways, getting back to head. Johnny Cash. I, I mean, so this one, the guy, the kid, accidentally kills the sheriff and winds up off uh, off to off on his way to the gallows in the end. There, um, it, it's late period Johnny Cash too, so it's not. Uh, necessarily that old stuff but it's one that kind of stuck with me like american the rick rubin period yeah late late so it's on um uh, the only place i've seen it is um on the the legend of johnny cash collection i think yeah. it's on the second disc uh i bought it for my dad actually for what, the his... four disc box set you mean or uh no no it was just uh they released volume one volume two volume three oh, it was I like think. the best of from that yeah, yeah it was like yeah. a best of almost um I, I bought that set for my dad i bought all of the albums for him and Listening through them, I, I this one kind of I really enjoyed the song. Listen to cool. it over and over and over again. So. Uh, always good to hear Johnny Cash. Let's check it out. Thanks.
Early one morning, with time to kill, I borrowed Jeb's rifle and sat on the hill. I saw a lone rider crossing the plain. I drew a bead on him to practice my aim. My brother's rifle went off in my hand. A shot rang out across the land. The horse he kept running, the rider was dead. I hung my head. I hung my head. I set off running to wake from the dream. My brother's rifle went into the sheen. I kept on running into the Southlands. That's where they found me, my head in my hands. The sheriff he asked me why had I run, and then it came to me just what I had done. And all for no reason, just one piece of lead. I hung my head. I hung my head. Here in the courthouse, the whole town was there. I see the judge high up in his chair. Explain to the courtroom what went through your mind, and we'll ask the jury what verdict they find. I felt the power of death over life. I orphaned his children. I widowed his wife. I beg their forgiveness. I wish I was dead. I hung my head. I hung my head. I hung my head. Early one morning, with time to kill, I see the gallows up on the hill, and out in the distance, a trick of the brain. I see a lone rider crossing the plain. And he comes to fetch me to see what they done, and we'll ride together till kingdom come. I pray for God's mercy, 'cause soon I'll be dead. I hung my head, I hung my head, I hung my head, I hung my head. By Johnny Cash. Yeah, that was familiar for yeah, sure. For sure. Oh, like movie soundtracks or something. Like I've heard it somewhere. Not even sure. Uh, I love those uh, like that late stuff he did. The big American recordings albums yeah. are so good, especially the ones that came out like after he died. Um, I mean, not not that they're better than the ones that came out before he died, but like when he was really old, right near the end there. Like there's one. Um, it's like the second last one they put out. Uh, it was like posthumous stuff, posthumous release. 
and it's every song is about death and it's like right after June died and like it's just the most it's all a lot of cover songs but it's just mm-hmm. the most more oh it's dark and depressing and like every song makes you want to cry but it's awesome like it's incredibly well done mm. yeah you, you definitely uh could give you the feels at the end there for and, sure yeah, it's uh i actually yeah. i almost think i like his old man voice better than his young man voice it, i mean there's not that much difference yeah. really he had an old man voice always but no but yeah, i mean like in general too like you can you can hear it in there there's something totally different in there there's yeah. a lot more pain in there yeah than, it's like more soulful somehow if that makes sense yeah. like i mean he always had a great voice i love johnny cash but well it, and even in his arrangements towards the end too they're uh, well, i, very I mean they're down. a lot they're very stripped down and they're slow and yeah, I think yeah. the speed has a lot to do with it for sure. Yeah, they, they kind of drudge along almost, but it, like not in a bad way. Like it, it, yeah, adds to like the emotional kind of like importance of what he's yeah. Yeah, and there's a lot of death songs. Like a lot of, of death them. songs, uh, songs relating to addiction and things like yeah, that. Yeah, for and, sure. Like it's funny because I, I have, have another. He did a cover of "I Won't Back Down" too. That he was did a really cover good of Rusty Cage. Too. Which is unbelievable. <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, but like, I have a copy of um, "Hymns by Johnny Cash," which came out in 1959, and then I have my mother's hymn book, which came out in 2000 and whatever. And like, it's the same type of material. He's doing gospel stuff, but like, and it's the same guy, same voice, and everything. But just the, the difference is like the, the later one is so much better because it's, I mean, he knows he's gonna die very soon, and like, it gives the the hymns like much more resonance than these kind of like more upbeat faster kind of like hey guys let's talk about Jesus kind of you know mm-hmm. versus like oh I'm dying this is like it's just heavy mm-hmm. yeah yeah so yeah I mean obviously uh-huh. Johnny Cash is amazing and uh-huh. I, I mean I, I think I could listen to him like all day oh for sure I mean it's something that uh, I don't know like I said it's, it's something that like I connect really heavily to with like my father and my grandfather and things yeah. like that so I mean, there's I think a lot of people have a really personal connection yeah, to Johnny Cash as sure. well, and that helps. Yeah. For sure, yeah, I mean, he's awesome. I mean, country music. I think, I mean, I wouldn't even call it country music. That's that song particularly, and Johnny Cash is definitely almost more of a folk artist in general. But country definitely has a unique way of like bringing the sads, <laughs> like bringing like, the sads out in you, or not even just that, but like saying something about sadness in a way that a lot of other music kind of doesn't. Like, I mean, I'm not, not to bring this down any further than it already is in terms of sadness, <laughs> but, like, uh, like my grandfather died recently at his funeral yeah. a few days ago, and um, after the funeral, my uncle gave me a CD of stuff that was played during the reception, and there's so many people talking and stuff that I didn't actually hear it, and it's all the old country stuff that he liked when he was alive, and it's awesome. Like, it's mm. really, really good. It's, it's, like, it's like an amazing mix CD, <laughs> but, like, uh, it's a lot of the songs on it are, are huge downers, but, like, it's just... I don't know, country has, like, I feel good listening to that. It's, like, gives me a good feeling about someone I loved who died mm. listening to these sad songs. It's weird. It's a really weird thing. Well, yeah, I mean, just before I wound up uh, doing the whole school thing last year, um, yeah. I was trying to do some recording with my grandfather, too, oh, and cool. it was all old country stuff. Him I think on the I remember you telling me about that at the time, yeah. Me on the guitar, but it was all songs that he really liked, and there cool. was a lot of... Songs that really just, you know, you didn't, if you weren't paying attention to, you wouldn't necessarily catch, but if you're really focusing yeah. on or just really bring out some some emotions out in you that are not there necessarily. And there's like a weird double thing where country can either like legitimately make you feel something or very obviously be trying to pull the heartstrings and doing it in a really superficial kind of way. Like there's the, the, chi, yeah. the chi, I mean, I don't want to call it pop country because I don't think all pop country is like this, but there's like this, this kind of like glossy sort of 
like shiny version of country, which is like, here's a sad song, guys. Hey, let's like wear a shiny suit. And okay. then there's like that, which we just heard, which is like, you know, it's legit. Like, <laughs> this is going to make you sad for a month. <laughs> <laughs> but you love it. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, it's, uh, it's hard to, I mean, I'm finding more and more that there's a lot of air quote country to like, uh, when I listen to that sometimes throw on the radio and it's like how is this a country song right <laughs> this is on the country station mm, maybe if i watch a music video he'll wear a cowboy hat but otherwise doesn't count otherwise yeah. doesn't count yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway yeah, John, yeah who, knew, who knew you would get down on the noose episode yeah i know well, i couldn't have predicted that eh? so what, what, what do you uh, got to uh do you, you gonna bring it back up john well up? i could but i don't know if i will <laughs> <laughs> well i found a song by devo that i'm not awesome. gonna play called the rope song okay uh, strangely, like I don't know, it's not the, it's not a very good song particularly. Um, <laughs> it was apparently written in '72, but didn't wasn't released until 1991. I don't know oh, what, what the story behind that is or why or anything. But uh, no, um, on the I uh, through the you know once <laughs> this has been acknowledged before. Sometimes I come up with my picks about 10 minutes before the show starts. Yeah, you've been able to do it, yeah. And uh, I asked my roommate for a suggestion, and he usually has something by either Chad Van Galen or uh, Body Prince Billy that fits the theme. Uh, So I'm going to play a song by Chad Van Galen called Hangman's Son. This is off the album Shrink Dust. And uh, I haven't really listened to it, so let's uh, let's see what it's all about. Awesome. Demon. 
right, so that was a song by Chad Van Galen. And, um, I liked it. Yeah, that yeah, was cool. And looking at the CD, it's from 2014. It's going to be one of the newest things we've ever played on this show. Yeah, really. And I haven't really listened to this album. I should really ask uh, Sam, who suggested this about Not this. Not me, the other. Uh, yeah, my roommate Sam. Uh, so Sam, did you buy this like at the show? No. Because you saw him recently, right? Yeah, he came through town. And in fact, there wasn't even a merch table when he was there, oh. which was kind of surprising. Because seems like a bad idea if you're like a you know that's where you relatively middle known <laughs> independent artist like yeah. Is he? I mean, does that describe him pretty? Uh, accurately? Well, I think he's he's, he's no, more known, I guess, than he used to be. Right? But yeah, but I still didn't really understand because he's got quite a few albums up his sleeve, um, plus his side side projects yeah, 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 or yeah. whatever you like to call it, his other projects. Yeah. Does he have a project with a band like? Uh, I backing band or no? Uh, like, he gets some of his friends to play with him live. Yeah. And I think he also has a couple of projects with his two daughters. Oh, really? Like, cool. really young, but I think they're just recording projects. Cool. Um, I don't know what they're called. And what was the thing with, um, you were telling me about, a like, he was doing an animation something or other. Yeah, I think he'd been wor- he's been working on a video, like a full feature-length uh, animation video oh, really? where he's doing, like, all the voices and all the animating and all the music and sound so I think so, I think some of the songs from this album Shrink Dust are from or influenced by his working on the film as well huh. uh, well he's a very distinct like is that, is that his art on the covers of his albums like, yeah like he yeah. has all the art in definitely I, I mean I'm not it's an interesting monster yeah. on the cover of this album yeah I can't say that I have <laughs> any of his records him, but I mean I recognize his art style for sure like I can pick that out as being just from seeing them in stores and in magazines and stuff and like here and you know like yeah it's very recognizable for sure yeah yeah he's on like art shows I think he did one in Amsterdam oh really yeah not so long ago and so pretty interesting guy like yeah. I know when I first heard um what's the name of his uh, like the tapes that oh. you have oh. his other uh well there's black mold black mold yeah, yeah. yeah. like what? the stuff on there is just some of it's super cool. Some of it's really weird. But yeah. Yeah. I think it's just got like tons of gear and like some some of that I think it's circuit bending where he like yeah. kind of oh, cool. gets different sounds out of you know like sounds that are not supposed to happen. Yeah. 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 But he really works it in in a really nice way. It's sort of in a blend of organic and you know sort of electronic stuff as mm-hmm. well. Cool. Um, yeah. So interesting guy. Yeah. yeah. But Shrink Dust is a really good album. I mean, it's kind of he he I think he called it his country album. Well, we were just saying as yeah. we were listening to yeah. that, it had a very, very country vibe. The song we heard was Hangman's Son. Yeah. And that was like, you know, very, it reminded me of a lot of Neil Young, actually. Like, not just the, I mean, not, not just the way he sings, but like there was the harmonica solo in it. Like the, um, just the general, like overall feel of it sounded like that kind of like mid-70s sort of Neil Young country, country folk sort of uh, vibe going on. Yeah, like he, that was when he first came out with his, well, his debut album, Infinite Heart. I think he was, there's a lot of comparison because of his falsetto. For sure, yeah. And yeah. yeah. But he, I think he, for this album, he uses the pedal steel a lot. Like Which he, also brings to mind yeah. that kind of era of Neil Young stuff, too. Yeah. Sure, yeah. yeah. So. Cool. cool. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for uh, dropping <laughs> by. Yeah. No problem. Uh, this has been the uh, the Noose episode of Witch Police Radio. Yeah. We've been joined by uh, the one and only Country Steve. Yeah. Who, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, you've got a new record coming out. Uh, it's not out yet, but we heard a little snippet of it with that song you played live. And, um... How can people find out more about you? Because I don't think you have like a Country Steve website or anything like there that. There really isn't anything just yet. Um, what, uh, I was looking into buy, to buying the domain name actually, countrysteve.com. But uh, there's got to be a have, Country Steve. It's, it's open. Oh, really? Like it, oh, it hasn't. I shouldn't advertise that. No, I should just buy it right now. Sell it to me for twice yeah, the price. Exactly, exactly. Um, 
I mean, okay, well, the album's coming but, out um, on Golden Oak Record Company. It's coming so. out on Golden Oak Record Company, so there'll be stuff on there. Um, I'll probably buy a website pretty soon, and there'll definitely be a Facebook fan page coming up in the near future as well. Right on. And if anyone wants to hear any of Steve's older stuff under the name Math Steve, like, all of it is on witchpolice.com, which is where you're probably hearing this show anyway, so I, I would recommend... I mean, quality-wise, recording quality-wise, it's very low, uh, because I had no idea what I was doing, and Steve didn't either, <laughs> but... Um, I mean, it give you an idea of what kind of, especially the Manitoba mm-hmm. stuff you were talking about earlier. And, so. and you know, you, you'll probably recognize a few songs from the album that go back to that uh, old Witch Police yeah, stuff yeah. too. So, cool. Cool. you know, if you want to get a preview of a couple of the songs that might be on there, some of that's uh, yeah, going to show up again. Kind of cool to compare how it's going to sound now that you have a professionally kind of recorded album, <laughs> and, you know, versus like us sitting in my basement with like a microphone hooked up to it. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, if you want to hear our show, uh, you can go to, as we mentioned, witchpolice.com. There's a podcast section. All the archives are there for free download and streaming. Um, you can find us on Facebook slash Witch Police Radio, on Twitter at Witch Police FM, on Instagram, and we're under Witch Police Radio. Um, we're also, we have a SoundCloud page where we occasionally will take uh, interesting stories that some of our guests have told. Just give those to you in like little snack bite form so you can... Uh, get a feel of what the show's about. Yeah, and our show finds its way onto FM Airwaves every Monday night. It's on 101.5 UMFM at 11 p.m. Before we go, I'm going to play one last song. And, uh, you know, with the news theme, as we mentioned, there's a lot of stuff that came to mind. But I was thinking about it. I'm like, what can I play? What can I play? I was talking to Steve, actually, at the time. And it just, like, boom, popped into my head that I should play I Shall Be Released by the band. It's a Bob Dylan song. You know, my favorite version of it is by the band. It's been v- covered by everybody, from the Slackers to, like, I mean, there's, like, seven or eight reggae versions of it, actually. Um, and everyone's done it. But the reason I thought, and this is morbid, but the reason I thought of the band is because R- Richard Manuel sings it, and um, it's one of his, I don't want to say one of his few uh, lead vocals. He does, it a, he does a bunch, but I think this is my favorite of his lead vocals, and he, he ended up hanging himself. Uh-huh. So it fits with the news theme. And the song, to me, has always... I think a lot of people view it kind of in different ways, but to me, the impression I've always got of the song is of someone who kind of wants to die, and he sings it in this really um, kind of going what we were saying about the country stuff, like very emotional way, and it's uh, I don't know, it's just like it's like a fairly slow moving soft song, but he it's like a really killer vocal performance. Uh, killer is a horrible word, in the <laughs> but um, to go with this now, but yeah, I mean, it's a morbid connection, but it's my favorite song. One of my favorite songs by the band, if not my favorite, and uh, like he deli- his, his vocal is incredible. Um, so let's just listen to that and go out on uh, a huge downer, but a <laughs> wonderful, wonderful song. So here's uh, I, don't know I shall be released. Huge, huge downer. Come shine.